Okay. Okay, let me just get... Oh, this isn't even the drink I wanted. Oh, well, I can start without it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Vital Advice for Your Everyday Life. I am very excited to start this journey with you guys. Um, this is going to be a journey, let me tell you that. I, I don't even know where to start. Um... First, we're going to give Grim some pets because she's a very needy cat. We love her. Say hello, Grim. Hello. Okay. So, essentially, um, today on the first episode, I'm going to be deep diving with you into some really hard topics um, that I'm personally working on myself. And tell it as it is Graham tell it as it is um so today we're going to be talking about something that I'm personally working on and something that if you're anything like me I would like for you to starting today stop doing them because they're not good for you and it is potentially holding you back from being successful in your dating relationship so that's why I am uh, titling this the way that I've titled it. It comes across a little bit clickbaity. I'm sorry, but that's that's the truth. It is truth that if uh, you're not being successful in your dating life, the only person to blame for that, you. So um, I'm going to start this off with referencing someone that I chatted with on a dating website. Um, I will be getting into my own personal experiences probably later on if I feel comfortable sharing them. Um, I feel like this conversation that I'm about to show you is very indicative of the kind of shit that I am taking out of my repertoire in my dating life. And I'm hoping that by using kind of like uh, an example from the world, it will better express what we need to stop doing. Now, before I do, I do want to say the person that I was talking to was a guy, but this is not a predominantly male mindset. This is a mindset that anyone could have. Okay, I have a pulled up. Okay, so I'm not going to be using this person's name because obviously they don't need to be involved in this. I just think the way that they put things is it's just a prime example. So, okay, so context. We were just talking about being an adventurous person and how he feels like in our society uh, a lot of people don't leave their houses and like that's fine like I could that's your perspective I can respect that but then he started saying that as a man it's harder to find adventurous people and I was like huh okay explain that to me that's just part one of what he said okay let's just look at that part first and uh, see where he's taking this as it's not my fault it's someone else doing it to me this is the part that I'm starting to get indication that he's not willing to take responsibility for whatever it is that's holding him back in his life that's all I'm saying his rejections valid his experiences 100% valid his perspective on it however is what I just, I can't support. And I think in my own life, 100%, I have done this. I have blamed someone else 
for my loneliness. I have blamed someone else for my lack of opportunities. I have blamed someone else for not getting a certain award I felt like I deserved while I was in high school and in college. Like, this is real stuff. This is just put into kind of a dating perspective. So let's break this down. His idea that women can go up to anyone, right? And they have it easier. They have a better time of it because they're women, whereas men have been treated by society to be seen as evil. And therefore, he doesn't have the option to do that. Okay. But what he's missing here is that even as women, we can go up and do that and still get rejected because the other person in that has the right to put their value. They have the right to put their boundaries in and say, no, I'm not interested in doing that. And it's our job to just respect that and not take it personally. It is not something done to you. It is their choice for their time and their boundaries of what they're going to do. It's not anything personal. So don't turn yourself into that victim when someone says, you know, I'm not interested in doing that. That's them. This is you. I bet you would find someone else in a different scenario or someone probably even in the same vicinity that would say yes. It's different for men and women. I'm an independent <laughs> I am an independent person and I will do adventures with or, or without people with me. Pause. That's great. Nothing against that at all. This is the part however where I raised a little bit of an eyebrow. However, I bet you $100 you can ask any random guy or even most women to do X and they will say yes. Pause. Who does that? I mean, more power to you if you're a really outgoing person and you can go up to literally anyone on the street and say, hey, I want to hang out with you. Do you want to hang out with me too? But I just feel like that's a really weird example. But that's his experience, I guess. All right. So Essentially, the next part, he says, uh, because society has made them be perceived as evil, uh, now they have to convince people to hang out with them. His actual words are, so it does take convincing to do anything unless you are seen as high value. Pause. Why not just be high value then? High value has nothing to do with monetary means. It honestly just means that you see your own value and present it to the world. And so people want to be around you. He does go on a little bit more, but for right now, I just kind of. So. (laughs) It's the word convincing. That has me really concerned here because you should never have to feel the need to convince someone to spend time with you, to prove that they should spend time with you. That, that, that confuses me. If someone isn't already giving you a hell yes, let's spend time together. 
maybe you should not hang out with them. And 100%, if they tell you no, just take the no. Don't don't be trying to like stand up on tables and do some sort of juggling act to prove how much fun you are. And this goes for just like people in general. This is like nothing to do with dating, just like people in your life. Don't do a juggling act for anyone. That's just, that's the reason why you're feeling low value is more than likely because you're doing that juggling act. Like be high value and just accept they don't want to hang out with you and someone else does. I expressed this to him in a reply and this is a response I got back. (laughs) Well, even in this conversation, no one ever said they weren't interested because I was interested and I assumed he was too, seeing as the conversation continued. So that's a valid assumption. Good job. He goes back into our earlier conversation where I did have plans for the day. And so when he asked me if I wanted to go get lunch that day, I said, well, I actually just got lunch and I do have plans for tonight, but thanks. He's referencing back to that and he says, I asked if you wanted to join me for something. You said you have plans. And I basically said, well, that darn, darn, that stinks. I was like, okay, good. All right. Likely you too have been interpreted it. You interpreted that as a red flag. Where? <laughs> okay. Putting words into my mouth and vic- and becoming the victim, essentially, without any without any proof of that. I know and experience women who will budget money by dates that they go on, which is true. I've met them too, and have men pay for their meal and a dinner and then leave. We know this, and we still pay for everything because there is a chance we make we will make a friend at least. Pause. <laughs> This is the part where he's really turning himself into the victim. No one has asked you to pay for them without any type of boundary. If you yourself are willing to pay for someone and you are expecting some sort of compensation with their time, at least as a friend, you need to be communicating that. It would be wonderful if we lived in a perfect world where men, women, non-binary, all had the same standards, all had the same moral code, all were on the same level. It would be great if we were that way, but that's not the society where we live in. And it's not the so- society. It's not the society. Oh my God. <laughs> It's not the society that we date in. So if you have any type of expectation of if I pay for something, that means I'm investing in a future of you of some type, then you need to be expressing that first and foremost, that if you go on a date with them, that it's an investment. And you can express this in a very flirtatious way. You don't have to do it like textbook style by any means but expressing your expectations and your boundaries of going on a date with you that costs money means that you're investing in them for a future and so you would prefer on a first date meeting without paying for anything just to see if you both would like to continue being in each other's lives that is a healthy boundary to set so you putting it on us as women for taking advantage of a boundary that you did not communicate 
that is playing the victim. He continues to play the victim in later parts of the conversation where he says that guys' perspective is that they are seen as objects to provide for women. They're only valued by money. Um, and if they can provide and if their significant other is attracted to someone else, they will attempt to drain you or your resources to keep them in your life. I don't know what person he has dated before, but they sound toxic as fuck. And he definitely shouldn't be putting that on all women because I myself wouldn't do that shit. And I know like the majority of the people that I know wouldn't do that shit either. So I, this is where it's it's very much like a blanket statement. I'm the victim. We as men are treated like shit. I'm actually going to step away from him because he he went on for several more paragraphs of just like how it's so unfair. It's so unfair. It's so unfair. If you feel like something is unfair in your life, you need to take a step back and assess what you are allowing in your life. Because the only thing that is unfair are things that you are allowing to stay. You have total control over what stays in your life. You have total control over how you react to that through communication. That is the key word here. If you are not communicating your standards, you're not communicating your boundaries, you're not communicating your moral standards, that's on you if someone can't read your mind and know that at the get-go. And if you are experiencing a high influx of people taking advantage of your weakness of not communicating those standards, honey, you only have yourself to blame. Because if you had communicated that, you would have weeded out these toxic-ass people before you even went on a date with them. You would have weeded them out before you spent a single dime of your time and your money on these people. And I bet you $100 that if you communicated these better, you would find way more success in your dating life with honest ass people who want to stay there. So that being said, I myself as the person making these statements need to hear it the most. I am not saying I am not at all guilty of this because I am I've done it but I'm saying here today is where it stops I'm not doing it anymore and I'm hoping anyone else who's listening to this can sign on that with me if you are on a dating app right now and you are not communicating your standards both morally financially whatever else that's important to you when you're dating You're not going to get the results you're looking for and it needs to stop. You need to start communicating and you need to start now. If, however, you have no idea what those are yet, you've never thought about it, you really have no idea what moral standard you hold for yourself, then I would suggest pausing those apps for a bit, writing down at least a few things that are important for you to communicate in your dating life at the get-go and then get back on and see what kind of success you get. Now, 
I get that men like that guy that I was talking to as well as myself the reason why we don't communicate or haven't communicated those standards expectations and boundaries is the fear of rejection ultimately that's what it is the root of what we want and the root of what we're getting we think is connected but we think that it must be because I am who I am that they don't want me when in actuality it's I didn't express my expectations of the relationship and that resulted in me either being resentful it resulted in me being angry because they didn't read my mind about my expectations and my boundaries and I'm upset because they're not doing what I need but I never expressed to them what I need to begin with to know if they are able to do that for me so if I get rejected I take it hard I take it to my soul. That is a personal thing that happens to me because I assume it's because of who I am instead of what their standards are. That is a wrong mindset. That is so toxic and you need to stop it. I need to stop it. Ooh, we're getting real honest. When someone rejects you, it is because of what they want, not because of who you are. That's lesson number one today. They're rejecting you based on what they want for their future and what they're willing to bend on, what they're willing to give and what they can't give. So when you are not expressing your boundaries or your needs, they're going to assume human nature is the same as theirs and it might not be. So rejection honestly has nothing to do with you and I personally I'm not going to take it personal anymore (laughs) personally (laughs) I'm not going to be taking their decision and placing it on my heart and saying no one's ever going to love me for who I am that's not what that is that is they made the decision for their future and their life And they're doing me a favor by leaving it so that I can find someone that is better suited for me. That is what rejection actually is. So own that part of the rejection first and foremost. Don't take it personally. Your personal reaction to their rejection is where you're playing the victim. Stop it. Someone saying that's not for me is okay. That does not mean that no one out there will find that for attractive or that find that it's something they want because there will be someone and it's so much better to have someone say that's not for me now than later on after you have pretended to be someone else or pretended that your standards were different for so long that you don't even know who you are anymore because you have been selling yourself short on your standards and not communicating them. Another thing you should be thinking about in regards to rejection is you need to be determining faster if their moral standards match yours and reject them in a nice way. Obviously, don't be an asshole, but let them know it doesn't match with you and that you need to seek out other avenues faster and not feel like you're being a bad person by rejecting them for not meeting your needs. Move on 
to people who do match you. Okay. There is something else about not owning your shit that I've noticed becoming more and more aware, like I have been coming more and more aware of within myself that I've, I've decided I'm not doing anymore. But since then, I've been seeing it pop up more and more in my dating life. Um, and that is not allowing yourself to be authentic and honest to the point of coercion. Coercion, I have a hard time saying that. Coercion is basically trying to convince someone to be with you in this sense of the word through whatever means, essentially. You're not being honest. You're not being yourself. You just want them to be in your life. This happened to me just today. Honestly, I was talking to this guy and like he was being really, really sweet to me, which is great. I love it when they start off sweet and like in the first conversation, it makes things more like at ease. It's great. But I could tell he was not being like honest. He was doing like like the most with what he was saying. And I asked him to tell me a little bit about himself and he told me a couple of his hobbies and he immediately made himself look small. He said, that's probably unattractive to you. And I was like, whoa, put on the brakes, put on the brakes. You being your honest self would be unattractive to me? Why? Why why would you assume that that's unattractive to me. So I, I asked him, I was like, so I'm, I'm curious why you would you would say that right after saying something that you really enjoy. Do you feel like being your authentic self would mean that I would reject you? And he told me, honestly, kinda. <laughs> Honey, I am so sorry. Like that makes my heart hurt to feel like there are so many people out there who are too afraid to be who they are because they're afraid of being rejected. So I actually really commend him for being honest with that, which is why I'm still talking to him because like, that was great. Thank you for being honest and not trying to pretend to be someone different who has a hobby of like what, power rowing or whatever (laughs) kind of weird stuff to try to look like something that you would assume I would want. Like that's, that's the kind of shit that like, you're just hurting yourself in the end because you're not being who you are. And then if I start to date you or if that person starts to date me and I'm not who I am, later down the road, there's a thing called adaptation that happens in your dating life where eventually you get used to the person that you're dating, a person that you idolize, the pedestal gets shorter and you're on a level playing field. And then the real honesty is going to come out and they're not going to know who the fuck you are because you're not the person that you advertise yourself to be. You don't have those hobbies. You don't have those interests. You're lying. You're co- using coercion to try to get something that you think that would be beneficial in your life based off of whatever superficial stuff, emotional stuff, whatever you think it is. If you're not being your honest self with them, you're not being your authentic self with them, they're gonna find out. They're gonna know. And they're probably gonna know on the first date. This isn't something that you're hiding successfully and you, and it's it's only going to hurt you in the end because then you aren't finding an honest connection. You're spending way too much time trying to convince them of something that you're not and that's where your energy is going. Your energy should be going on the connection that you two have and sorting out whether or not you guys want to continue down that road, right? So we need to be more honest with ourselves 
on what we're telling people who we are. And we need to be more vocal with the people that we're seeking out for them to be authentic with us. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I have a very different perspective now than old me because old me would have done anything in my power. I would have lowered my standards. I would have taken every step to try to keep that person in my life because I felt like if I got rejected by them, it was a personal thing. And it's not. Let them leave if they want to leave. It is only going to benefit you to get rejected. That's a great way to look at it. Rejection is just adding to you. It is not taking anything away from you. It is giving you freedom. It is giving you a way to learn what you actually want from someone and and whether or not you're willing to give on certain things. And you can truly benefit from that. But ultimately, at the end of the day, the rejection has nothing to do with you. The rejection is, once again, a reflection of their choices, as it would be if you rejected them. I would hope that you're making that choice based off of what you want in your future and uh, the kind of life you want to live and not based off of anything that has to do with them. Because if I had someone reject me based off of things that I'm not doing, especially if they never communicated to me in the beginning that that's what they wanted. And they were like, you don't do this and you don't do that and you aren't doing this and you're not that and you don't look like this and you don't have this kind of figure and you don't have this kind of bank account. Then I would honestly not want that person in my life to begin with. And that's toxic and abusive. So they're doing you a favor if they're going to put that on you and not based off of what they want in their life, like, honey, let them go, let them go. And if you're finding yourself rejecting people over superficial stuff, maybe you need to do a little soul searching yourself. All right, let's take a step back and I'm going to go back in time to when I made this decision for my life to remove the personalization of rejection. I had been rejected by someone who I felt like I could have spent the rest of my life with. I felt like this was going to be my life partner, but I didn't let them reject me is the thing. (gasps) I know I just spent all this time trying to express how much of a better person I am than you. You guys all suck and I'm perfect. No, no. So what I did is I tried to find every tool in my toolkit to try to keep that person in my life because I felt like if they had rejected me, I would collapse, that I would not be able to recover, that it was about me no matter how many times they said it wasn't about me, it was what they needed. I was like, nah, that's bullshit. If I had just been 10% more of this, if I had been just like 60% less of that, what could I do? What could I do? What could I do? How could I be different? How could I be different? How could I not be myself? So baby girl back then lost herself an effort to try to keep someone else. I started reading books on how to change who I was at my core 
in an unhealthy way. I think that doing research and changing yourself for your own benefit and for your own benefit in life, that's healthy. But I was doing it to keep this person. That's not what you're supposed to do. Um, I think every therapist out there is probably agreeing with me. They're like, don't do that. Don't be doing that for someone else. Do it for yourself. But I couldn't take it. So after trying so hard to find every way to keep this person, I'm going to keep this person. I'm going to convince this person. Oh, yeah, I'm going to convince this person that I am what they want. I am what they need. I am those things they're saying that I'm not. But that wasn't me. And I destroyed myself mentally trying so hard to keep them. And so I let them go. In my heart, I accepted the rejection, and I'm sure to their great relief, they didn't have to continue to reject me. (laughs) Now, steps that I took to recognize this were actual mental health or brain health steps to find true happiness without a partner, understanding what kind of brain type I have, understanding how to express boundaries, what boundaries I have, and what, what moral standards I have, and how to better express that and to value those. Oh, 100% how to value my own values and not look down on them because they're different from what the world expects and society expects of me. And I had to go back to a younger version of myself that maybe one day um, I might feel comfortable sharing with everyone. But right now we're just going to know that younger me, high school and college me had super high standards. I was at like the highest bar possible for who I was going to date. I had high moral standards. I had high dating expectations. And and like and honestly, I feel like some of it was a little too high, which is why I didn't really date that much back then. But I had to go back to her, reevaluate what I actually hold as my core values in my soul and what's healthy for me and what is going to benefit my future that I, I really do want because now I have goals for the future, which I set. Setting goals really helped a lot and being honest with myself with the real goals that I want and not shying away from a goal that I have just because I might have felt like a partner wouldn't have been attracted to that. And I made a new version of me, one that has grown from the experience of undervaluing my standards and my boundaries into a person that has what I hope (laughs) will be someone who I can truly respect when I go to bed at night and my authentic self with a partner in the future when I find him. That is the journey I'm currently on. I, I, I feel like I am so much better than I was six months ago, but I'm definitely not where I want to be. And I still, to this day, struggle with remembering who I am and allowing myself to put the blame of my situation on the people I'm dating. Past rejection me, in the bed, sobbing, No one's ever going to love me. I'm never enough. They're never going to see me for what I need to be. They're all looking for a certain type of woman and that's not me. You see how I'm turning that into a, but this is literally things I said to myself over and over in my head. I'm playing the victim over something that doesn't need to be 
turned into this soap opera drama. They didn't want me in their life as a romantic partner. Okay. <laughs> Why am I allowing myself to, to collapse on the floor and take it so fucking personal? I don't want to say it's like, it's not personal, it's business because it's not business. That's right, Graham. That's my kitty. Say hello. <laughs> it's not it's not business it is it's not personal it's boundaries let's say that it's not personal it's boundaries so grimmy I, I really need to do this right now you're kind of in the way i love you so much but you're really loud <laughs> so we're coming to the part of the podcast uh, where you know, we're, we're kind of winding it down. I was going to start the podcast out with this little dialogue, but I was just so inspired by <laughs> what has been happening in my dating life. I just decided that was going to um, be the main topic. Um, but essentially, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about why I'm doing this this challenge for myself, progression in such a public way. Because that's what this podcast is. I don't think I've, I, I've expressed it. What I'm doing here is essentially I'm, I'm documenting my progress and airing out things that I think a lot of people that I've run into for sure, but out there in the world might relate to and might want to see if they can do it too. Um, that's one thing. The other reason why I'm doing this so publicly is because if I just wrote this down in a journal and I put it under my pillow at night, I would have a lot less accountability for my actions because I'm the only one that knows what I said. And as it is like the most important thing to make these goals with yourself, it is for me and my personality type, easier for me to make little excuses, essentially excuses for when I break one of my boundaries or when I, I don't take my my standards seriously or when I become jealous. If I'm not holding myself to that standard in a more public way where I'm saying, hey, I'm doing this, I don't think I will be as accountable. So this is kind of my way of, I guess, a little bit of therapy, a little bit of accountability, and a little bit of, hey, you're not the only one. (laughs) And not everyone who has toxic traits will be toxic forever. So if you're ever feeling like you can't change, that's not for me. I'm a toxic person. Any kind of dialogue like that that you have in your head, I want to stand as a witness right now that that's not true. You aren't a toxic person. You're allowing yourself to have toxic traits. You at your core, you're an amazing person. You do amazing things and you can get rid of those toxic things you're allowing yourself to do This is just episode one of a journey that I'm hoping that you're all going to enjoy going on with me because I already have some um, great things planned out. I'm doing a personal progress with um, jealousy 
that I am super excited to share with you guys because I'm only on step one and I already feel 10 times better than I was before because I used to be, and I still am, I guess, like I feel like I, I've made progress, but I definitely feel like I'm a jealous person and I feel like I let it get in the way of healthy communication. Jealousy sucks, guys. Stop. I'm doing it. Come along with me and stop being so jealous. Um, I'm working on understanding how my brain can be happier and healthier. I'm working on understanding how to address my past traumas and to not project that onto other people. I'm learning how um, my dating style might be holding me back. I'm learning and I'm hoping to learn more about myself and to, by the end of this journey, however long it takes, um, how become a better person and become a, the best version of myself and really take it there, you know? Though I don't think that ultimately I'm doing this because I want to have a romantic relationship. I do think that I'm doing this because I have seen how my actions have affected people who are so dear to my heart and how my playing the victim, how my jealousy, how my lack of respecting my own boundaries and standards have torn down really healthy things into something so toxic. That's right. I'm calling myself toxic because I am. But I'm not because I'm getting rid of that. We need to have healthier self-talk. <laughs> Baby girl, you're not toxic. <laughs> I'm not toxic, but I'm allowing my actions to become toxic and by not taking ownership of what I'm doing. So from this is, let's call this day one, ground zero. We're taking accountability for our words, you and me. We're taking accountability for our words. We're taking accountability for our actions. We're taking accountability for our standards and our moral standards and our boundaries. Those are all ours to uphold. This is our fortress, okay? <laughs> you and me up on the ramparts watching the war go on on our fortress outside of people who aren't, aren't doing the work and we're not going to be those people anymore we have a higher we have a higher look on life okay that's basically what's going on here is is i'm going to do the work if you want to join me please join me <laughs> if you just want to see me do it just to see if you can do it th that's awesome come along with me watch watch me fail and watch me try again because I'm not going to give up. I'm going to have hard days. I'm going to I'm going to mess up probably probably tomorrow, honestly. <laughs> Who knows? I hope not, but this is a journey. This is not the end of the road. I'm not here to preach to you that I've done it and here's how to do it. It's more it's deeper than that. It's deeper than that for me at least. So, that's what this is. Um I'm going to end it here because it's already too long. I'm dreading editing this. Um, and I will see you guys next time with another topic that we're going to deep dive into about something deep as shit. I don't know yet. We'll figure it out on in the next couple of days. All right. I love you. Be kind to yourself. Bye.